It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus in person in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Friday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Cannabis, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'Blizzarian, Kevin O'Connor! How is your Thursday evening going, my friend? I'm doing great. We're recording this before the Suns play the Nuggets, so we don't know what is going to happen in that game. It could very well be a playoff preview. Um does not really affect the status of either of those teams as the Nuggets are locked into one. The Suns are locked into four. We do not know either of their opponents. We are here in the final days of the season, and each night, trying to keep track of these matchups and how these playoff spots are going to be determined and how these play-in spots are going to be determined. And I'll tell you, the East, really easy, Kev. This one is easy. Like We pretty well know the teams that are going to be involved, uh, 1 through 10. We also know, for the most part, where they're going to be slotted. Obviously, 7 and 8 are going to be decided by a play-in, as are 9 and 10. But we're now to the point where there's very little that can change. Uh, I suppose we could have some crazy stuff happen by virtue of the Heat beating the 76ers in major fashion tonight, they could feasibly get up to six where they would meet that same team, Philadelphia, but the likely scenario 
is that we are going to get Philadelphia versus the Nets and Miami, who we figure would win the play-in, but obviously it's one forty-eight minute game, would then play Boston. So most of the stuff in the East seems pretty the magic decided. numbers won, just to be yeah. clear, for Brooklyn. They just have to won one of their final two games in order to clinch the six. And they face the Magic on Friday and the Sixers on Sunday. So they just got to win one of those and they're the sixth seed. Well, and the Magic desperately are going to lose out. Like they're they're in that mix with the thirty four win teams. None of those teams wants to decrease their odds at this point. They're all they all kind of got the same odds. Portland, who is in a absolute battle with San Antonio in their game, who wants to lose worse? Um, yeah, Portland's the one that really cannot afford. Orlando tonight, uh, Chris, played Chuma Okiki for 32 minutes. The first time since November 16th, Chuma Okiki has had over 30 minutes in a game. I like Chuma Okiki coming out of Auburn. Obviously, he had the torn ACL, but I like him. Yeah, well, he's also a bench warmer for the Magic. (laughs) Give me the starting lineup. (laughs) Give me the starting lineup. All right, we had Bull Bull, our good friend Mo Wagner, Let's Chuma go. Okiki, Jalen Suggs, and Caleb Houston. Ooh. Yep. Pretty formidable. Mm-hmm. Pretty formidable. I Look, I went to a game. Uh, we recorded on Monday night. Then on Tuesday night, I went to a game where I saw the Blazers. And the Blazers had Skylar Mays, Shaden Sharp, Drew Eubanks, Kevin Knox, and Jonathan Williams, along with Shaquille Harrison, John Butler Jr., Jabari Walker, and Justin Manaya. Justin Manaya. I mean, you want to talk about uh, who are you? Like, very rarely do I go to an NBA game, because even if it's like, Say like Chumo Kiki. That's a good example, okay? Chumo Kiki, or even Caleb Houston for that matter, right? I don't remember you from college. Like I saw you play in college, or I remember you from draft night. Like these guys, it is the one of the only times where I had to constantly look down at the box score and match name and number. That I would have absolutely no chance of picking these guys out of a lineup. Jonathan Williams and Shaquille Harrison, like all, all these guys. I was like, who are these people? And obviously, uh, that's what they fielded again tonight against San Antonio. But Portland is in that situation. You know, this is the opposite of the teams that are jockeying for playoff position. This game that is going on as we are recording this, and Portland is up in this game. San Antonio is tied for the second worst odds with Houston. So they don't want to win a game. Yeah. Portland, they, they, want, they want to lose to lock in a top six pick. If they, if, because the I talked about this with Kyle Mann on the draft show where it's like top three odds are flattened at 14%, but Pistons at the worst record are guaranteed a top five pick. The second odds is guaranteed a top six, and the third is guaranteed top seven. So the Spurs want to lose. Right. And Portland, they, they desperately to. need to lose 
because there's a three-way tie at 34 wins. Yes. Yep. And so there's no choice at the batter here. Somebody's got to win. And right now, as we record six minutes left in the game, Blazers uh, are up by seven points right now. And there's a lot at stake there. A lot. A lot. Assuming they win, and we'll know by the time we're done recording, there will be four teams tied at 34 and 46. Four. Including Washington, right? Washington, Indiana, Orlando, and Portland will all be tied at 34 and 46, which means they they have the even, they, they split the draft odds. It would be equivalent. Yeah, these are the most funny when these games at the end of the season are between <laughs> two teams that desperately need to lose. Yep. And somebody, somebody has to win the game. Somebody has to win the game. But uh, that's what the situation is. So you've got, you got kind of two tracks going. You've got the teams that are desperately trying to lose and then the teams that are desperately trying to seal up their spot. One thing, Chris, speaking about desperately trying to lose, uh, (laughs) the the Nuggets starting lineup tonight, this is one reason why we're not waiting. DeAndre Jordan starting at center. Big time. (laughs) Uh, Bruce Brown, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, and Peyton Watson as the Nuggets starting five tonight. Um, Yeah, so it's really not a playoff preview. It's not. Well, I wouldn't think that Michael Malone would start that. Uh, if they got the, in the second round against the Phoenix Suns. Now, who Phoenix is going to play is still completely mm-hmm. to be determined. And this is the thing to watch over the course of the next couple of days. Obviously, we want to see what all the matchups are, but Phoenix now with Kevin Durant in the fold would not be, I think it's fair to say, would not be, it's not your typical. Four seed. Now you could say this is true of many of those teams at the bottom, that that's not your typical six seed in the Warriors, or it's not your typical seven seed in the Lakers, or it's not your typical, well, however it shakes out, which is true. But Phoenix being four, you are they are going to have home court advantage. Not that it mattered to them much last year uh, in their series against Dallas, because they yeah, did I mean, get they game got, seven on their they, home floor. And they all got COVID. Yeah. Right. They all got their ass kicked, too. Uh, They have clinched that four seed. Their first round series versus number five seed, and then it's got in parentheses, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Pelicans, or the Minnesota Timberwolves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what is the point? What is the point of me even trying to figure this out? One of the things we do know, though, was... The Clippers' win over the Lakers last night was immense. Immense towards this because the Lakers, I thought, and I said on Tuesday, I thought they were going to sweep the board the rest of the way. And we had said that they're in one of the weirdest streaks going. One that you looked up while we were on the air because you couldn't believe it. That is 11 games in a row. now that the Clippers have beaten the Lakers. That is just unfathomable to me. I know. Given that no one plays for the Clippers. They sit out like every other game. Kawhi Leonard was asked after the game, why do you guys think you keep beating the Lakers? His answer was, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> which is which is honestly one of the top ten. Uh, that's one of the top ten most revealing answers that Kawhi Leonard has given this year. Yeah, I mean it's definitely out know. there with with I'm not sure. <laughs> Ask Paul. <laughs> That's a question for coach. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the king of revealing quotes. Yeah, Why do you I mean, think he, you have won so 11? Insightful. What do you My think God. it's like to actually talk with Kawhi? Like one-on-one, like you're hanging out over his house. You think Kawhi is like it's just a totally different person than what you see in front of media? Like what percent of the Kawhi you see with microphones in his face is the Kawhi Leonard you get when you're like throwing down beers, you know, smoking weed with Kawhi at his at his place in San Diego, you know? Like, what do you think? So I'm going to tell you something crazy. I did not know you were going to ask me this. I had a friend literally earlier this week tell me that they were at All-Star Weekend and they happened to be at the same place, a party where Kawhi Leonard was. Kawhi was there for the 75. He did not participate like, in the All-Star game or anything, but he was there because he was named one of the top 75 players in NBA history. Because I made a comment like this, like, it's just the strangest guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you never know what he's thinking. And like, we got those two clips of laughs that come up every once in a while, which are hilarious. <laughs> and it's so great. I love them. this person said to me that they were at this place with Kawhi. And that not only was he talkative, he was funny. <laughs> And I'm like, no way. And they're like, yes. Like, I, I was around him, and, like, he was talking just like everybody else is talking, and he was laughing and having a good time. And I was like, what? Like, I think that would be the most the, – the only thing, like, more shocking to me would be, like, if I was, like, hanging out somewhere and, like, Russell Westbrook was the life of the party. You know what I mean? Like, he was just, like, the coolest dude, like, high-fiving everybody, having a great... Like, he always seems so surly in his public persona. I know that he, he's not that way. I know people that know him personally, but he just comes off that way. And the same way it goes, I would just think that Kawhi is the guy sipping on a drink in the corner. They said he was, like, in the mix, talking, hanging out, laughing, having a good time. And I'm like, man, you know what about not showing that in public? <laughs> oh, I know. I would love, I would love to hang out with Kawhi Leonard. I, I would thought love you might it. say, I, I thought you might say that Kawhi Leonard is a fan of your Masters updates on your local <laughs> no, show. <laughs> I can't, I cannot fathom that. It does seem so strange that maybe it would be possible. Um, I do know this: they winning that game. I said after I had seen them last week that I didn't think they were good enough to be able to jockey this way, to control their own destiny. But it appears as if they are going to be able to do exactly that. Okay? Now, they would need a loss from the Pelicans. But if the Pelicans lose either one of their last two games, which are the Knicks and the Wolves, 
If they lose either of those, then the Clippers are going to be able to get into a situation where they go into Sunday against the Suns and they just dump that game. They dump the game because if the Pelicans lose one of those two games, then the Clippers can just sit on 43 wins, which they would need to beat Portland on Saturday, but that's we're, we're going to expect they do that, okay? And if they win that game, they'll be at 43, and they can guarantee themselves the sixth seed, which would then avoid the Suns in the first round and leave them to the Warriors. And this puts the Warriors in a super precarious situation because then they wouldn't have any choice in the matter. They lose tiebreakers to everybody because of their dreadful road record. But they enter that final game, if they do, with 43 wins, which is probably what's going to be the case. The Lakers will have 42. And so for Golden State, it'll either be, your choice is this, 44 wins and play the Suns in the first round, or 43 wins, and then you've got a spot in the play-in tournament. And the tough part is the Golden State. They face Portland, Chris. So even right. if they're trying to lose, you know, like the, they might, might not, not be able to. <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, is maybe they have to lose the Friday game against Sacramento. That's the easier one to lose, and then Golden State. But could then be they'd in like be in that. the play-in. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, maybe not. Like, if some things shake out in their favor, they could still end up six. Would you rather play the Suns? You'd rather play the Suns in the first round, even if it's Kevin Durant. You'd rather play the Suns in the first round than be in the play-in. Because anything could happen in the play-in. You don't want, you want the guaranteed spot. You do. I don't know. I'm not sure. You want the guaranteed spot. You do. I don't know. And the other thing is, I know that the Suns. I'm not sure you do. I don't know you do. I don't know if you do, Chris. I really don't. You might rather have to win one. You'd have two chances to win one in order to face Memphis or Denver. Yeah, I know. I but know. then what, if, you, know. If, you, if, you, if you get beat in that one game, now you're facing the Nuggets? Is that any better than facing yeah, Phoenix? I, I, think so. I think so. I do. I, I genuinely do. I know you're in love with Phoenix, but they haven't beaten anybody, Kevin, and they've only played like eight games yeah, together. Yeah, but they, but they are in defeat. They've only played Kevin eight Durant. games. They, look, they, at this, they, look at who they've beaten, though, Kev. It that tells you nothing. What is the time that you were mega impressed with it? We don't know. They're a great unknown. Phoenix is. That's also they've only played eight games together. I mean, the the Nuggets are on paper a matchup for the Warriors that you're like, okay, maybe we get a shot here. Why are the Suns not? Who's guarding Steph Curry? They got Kevin Durant. Who's guarding Steph Curry? They got Kevin Durant. Who's guarding Steph Curry? They got Kevin Durant. Josh Akogi? <laughs> yeah. Devin Booker? Yeah, but like, you, who's, who guards Steph Curry is true for every team. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter that the Celtics had the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart. It doesn't matter who you have. Who defends Steph Curry? Who cares? He's going to get his. I think you'd like to make it hard. You'd like I to mean, make look, it at look, least make it I, less I mean, efficient. I, I think for Golden State, you want Memphis. I'm not just saying that because it's you right here in front of me. Oh, but God. But you want Memphis or Sacramento. So you want the six or you want the seven. If you get the four, if you face the, the, the Suns at the five. four, I, I pick the Suns. And when you're the five, if you're the Warriors, and you face the four, I'd pick the Suns. 
If they're the eight, I'd pick the Nuggets over the Warriors because I think Jokic would just pummel, you know, that smaller Warriors front line. I think that's a really tough matchup for Golden State, especially Andrew Wiggins is apparently not going to play over the, their final two games of the regular season. He'll only come back either in the play-in or the playoffs. Like it's it's really tough. Like you know, you mentioned we haven't seen Phoenix. We haven't seen Golden State either. It's going to be it's a, tough a it's a it, it, look, dude. I, we just cannot disagree more. It is a no brainer to assure yourself being in the playoffs. I guess I just think taking that, that of, chance is madness to me. I just I, I guess I I just think that highly of the Suns though. I mean, where that's where we differ is how we perceive the Suns. And what yeah, they because are because you live in be. fairy tale land where you act like you've seen them play sixty games together. I live in reality where they've played eight games against nobody and have won them. So yeah, we I just mean, don't they, know they, the, the, the three team, the three games that they won that were legitimate is they beat the Mavs. Oh, congratulations! No one has beaten them recently. I know, I know, but this was a this was a little bit before uh, all, hey, all this at started. The buzzer, by the way. At the buzzer, they beat them. Luca missed they beat at the, the Wolves. End. They beat the Wolves, a team that at the time was playing a bit better. And that was and Rudy Gobert saying that the uh, league cheated them. Yes, yeah, that was that game. <laughs> and, and what's the third and, one? And they beat Chicago. Oh, team that, for... <laughs> all right, dude. Okay. A team. All right, I, I, I stand corrected. I stand over, corrected. You really listed a who's who. Weeks. You listed uh, not, literally three play-in teams. They have not, literally yeah, three play-in teams. I get it as the I good know, ones, but the, they and those were close, right? Uh, the Chicago one was a blowout. Okay, um, the. the and obviously, Rudy was furious about the Minnesota one, and uh, the Dallas yeah, one but was, like, you're, like you're went down to the me, last play. You're telling me just because you haven't seen Phoenix, you're not afraid of him? I would not be afraid of him to the point where I was willing to risk not being in the playoffs. I mean, Golden State played this played this uh, like this a couple of years ago, and had to play Memphis to get into the playoffs. And John Morant went and urinated on their head in their home arena in the great forgotten season that no one wants to remember when the rivalry really got started. He bounced them from the playoffs. And you're always capable know, of being I'd, victim I'd, of that. I'd rather be in you the, know what I mean? if, you know, since we're in a position where teams are straddling for their spot, I'd rather be on the six, seven side of the bracket. If I'm the Warriors, if I'm thinking about oh, what's the best path, to win the NBA Finals, I want to be in the six-seven slot instead of the four-five slot. That's that's just me, and I like. And you know what? If you lose in the plan, if you lose two games in the plan, you weren't beating any of them anyway. And that's that. Like you, so you would dump it. You would you would risk it. I mean, I want the. Six. You think it's worth the risk? I want the six. Like that'd be the ideal. And if we end up with the seven, and I think the Warriors, they should at least be able to win a game. That's a the game. problem, though. Their problem with getting sick. So this is why the Clippers can dictate it. Because of all these tiebreakers, it's hard. It's hard for the Warriors to get there and get six and not be tied with somebody and lose that tiebreaker. They're kind of in peril of if it's a tie, they lose it, and so now they drop into the play-in. 
it's really very hard for them to be six. Yeah. They kind of have to be five or seven. It's tough. They really it do. Is, it is. It's tough. Like, you, they really need the Lakers to lose, which would be, you know, it's possible. They face Phoenix on Friday, the Lakers do, and then the Jazz on Sunday. Have you cooled on them after watching them get beat by the Clippers again? No, that was a weird game. I'm actually, I'm honestly surprised those guys even played. Like, they got in, like, at 1 a.m. in the morning on the second night of a back-to-back. I'm surprised that they played. It was a massive game. Yeah, no. I'm just. It's an I'm, enormous game for them. I thought they were gonna sit. Yeah, I certainly thought Davis was. Yeah, I'm and surprised there. I think they probably did a lot of convincing of D'Angelo Russell because it sounded like Russell wasn't going to play, and that game was just so immense that I think they convinced him. You know, because Russell has been, he's he's never been one to want to come back from the injuries. He's missed an extended amount of time already with the Lakers a couple times. You know, he's got a contract on the line. And so he's kind of straddling that fence of the contract versus, you know, the team he's playing for right then. And you might be shooting yourself in the foot by not giving it everything you've got, laying it on the line for the Lakers in terms of them resigning you. Right. They may not be the ones that resign you because of the way you're doing. Um, on the other hand, look, he went out there and he played. He went out there and he played in that game. Um, and so I, I think I was more surprised about Davis. Davis sat the second half of back to backs. Um, but that was a huge game, huge, huge game. And now the Lakers are looking at very possibly being a play in team. As well, and I, I honestly thought they were going to sweep the board and get up there and ended up playing Phoenix. That's what I thought. And but now I think that's now, unlikely. I do not think that the Warriors are going to do what you think they possibly should do. I think the Warriors are going to end up five. Clippers will end up six, where they wanted to be. It's going to turn out they weren't able to jockey it, and then you're talking about seven, eight, nine, and ten being. Who knows? Sort it out yourself. It's just really hard to sort it all out. Well, and you also can't rule out, you know, the Pelicans as some type of, you know, variable here. They have the same record right now as the Lakers and and on their schedule. They have the Knicks on Friday and then the Wolves on Sunday. So, well, and the Knicks, the the Knicks, you can't imagine are going to go full bore. I mean, they're, they're locked in. So you, you don't want to mess around. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and then for the Pelicans, I mean, like, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I mean, it'll come down gonna, to the this, Wolves game. This is gonna come down to Sunday. I yes. mean, like we're we're recording this pod today, and but like we could report record a pod again tomorrow and Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna know until Sunday. Yeah, and all those games are early. They get out here on the West Coast. Pelicans Wolves is most of them are at ten a.m. Uh, Pelicans uh, Wolves is at twelve thirty Pacific, so they're in the later. Slate of games. Okay, so 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That yep. one is going to change everything. Yeah, and the later slate is Pelicans, Wolves, mm-hmm. Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Warriors, Blazers, all at the same time at 12.30 Pacific. Yeah, the Warriors, there's just absolutely no way to beat the Blazers. But who knows? Maybe. I mean, you never know, man. You never know. 
at this point, maybe they just, I don't know. I mean, as we are, uh, we told you that we are recording uh, during that game that is going, uh, that was going on between Spurs are up. the Blazers and the Spurs and the never doubt the Blazers. They have found a way. They have found a way to be down now by three points with five seconds left to go in the game. Oh, the poor, the poor Spurs. Yeah. And now, no, poor Trey Jones, because you're up by three, and the thing to do would be to go miss two free throws in order to yep. have a chance to tie. Yeah, but he's instead, at the line. Yep. And so, he hits him. <laughs> yep. So the Spurs now do not have the second worst odds. They have the third worst odds behind Detroit and Houston. Hmm. And Portland found a way. Never underestimate. I always say never underestimate the heart of a loser. Never. You know who's been pretty good? <laughs> Zach Collins. Oh. He's back. Oh. You say Come OGs. On. You haven't watched a Spurs game. Yes, Zach I have. Collins, I've seen, I had to watch him in person. <laughs> yeah, you saw Zach <laughs> Collins. I just pulled up his box scores. He had 24 against yeah. your Grizzlies in that overtime game. Wow. Zach that Collins is. has been doing that like every night. And I know it's these garbage time games against teams that aren't. That's what it is. Yes, but but for a guy who's been hurt every year of his career and is healthy for the first time in five years, actually not. It's cool. He was he was listed on the injured list with a finger injury today, but he he gutted it out. I mean, hopefully his lower (laughs) body's okay. With I remember being in Las Vegas one time, seeing him wheel in before on one of those knee scooters. At Momofuku in Las yeah. Vegas after the game, that was uh, yeah, I forget that was I think a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, Zach Collins always seems to be hurt, but right now it's cool to see him playing well. Did you Granted not see it, that to the Spurs' detriment? The only reason I remember that is because I saw it on the injury report a couple of days ago. You know, on those, uh, it's probably like one of those fantasy basketball things. It's like telling me, I'm sure he's been a good daily fantasy guy with all these stats that he's been putting up recently. He's probably rather cheap. But anyway, it put out like one of the things, and I thought it was a joke at first. It said, Zach Collins is questionable to play Tuesday night against the Suns due to a cut on his pinky finger. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was very specific. And I got to tell you, that's warrior stuff to go out there and play against the Blazers with a cut pinky finger. I can't imagine agony he was in playing against the Blazers, but also with the cut pinky. And for him to look, I I think it's you're rightfully so. For him to do that against John Butler Jr., man. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that coming. I like John Butler. <laughs> of course you do. Super skinny seven footer. I just saw him the skill. other night. I just saw him the other night. He looked like he was running on hot coals. <laughs> when he runs again had to look at the box score had never seen that human being in my life yeah he, he really sucks right now for the blazers but when at florida <laughs> well, that's what State, they're trying to do i know yeah but at florida State, he's, he's pretty the perfect good. blazer oh yeah. Co- I, yeah as soon as i saw i went and looked at his bio i was like of course he went to florida state oh, he's know. like six nine six ten skinnier than hell yeah. longer than hell of course he was a Florida State Seminole. Yeah. And, then, and then the other game currently going, Thunder Jazz, Thunder up five in the middle of the third quarter as we record here. That's yeah. a big one. Big one. 
Well, it's big for the Thunder because they, they'll get eliminated if they drop a game. Mm, yeah, in all likelihood. The NBA season is coming down to the wire, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. So don't miss your chance to get your first no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash mismatch. That's FanDuel.com slash mismatch to learn more. By the way, FanDuel is now live in Massachusetts. Just download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boost, and more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Connecticut, visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. In Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. In New York, text HOPE NEW YORK. In Wyoming, visit 1-800-522-4700. In West Virginia, visit 1800gambler.net. You know, one of the teams that could have gotten back in the mix in a big way the Dallas Mavericks, Kevin. If they would have been awarded the opportunity to replay the play the game against the Warriors, they might have had a chance. But in unsurprising fashion, the NBA denied their protest of the game that had taken place on March 22nd. And the NBA put out the following. The Mavericks protest asserted With approximately two minutes remaining in the third quarter, the officials did not properly administer an out-of-bounds call and a subsequent throw-in that was followed by an uncontested layup by the Golden State Warriors. You and I talk about this, what had happened. Easily one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in my life. Like, you just never see that, where a team just doesn't even know what's going on and another team just throws it in and lays it in the basket. And so, of course, they end up losing that game by two. Cuban throws a fit. The incident occurred with nearly 14 minutes remaining in the game. And Dallas thereafter took the lead twice in the final four minutes. Under these circumstances, Dallas was not able to show, as required under the standard for the NBA game protest, that it was deprived of a fair opportunity to win the game. And the protest failed on that basis. Following the game, Mark Cuban posted on Twitter that officials had originally awarded possession to Dallas on the play and then during the timeout changed the call. Those public Chris, statements... The, this, the, this part is so uninteresting compared to what Cuban actually said in front of the media yesterday. Like, the, this... that was Get to whatever. it. Whatever. I mean, like what, ha- like, what happened yesterday, Chris, was just absolutely wild. Cuban had an unprompted media session, a little scrum. And unscheduled, yes. Unscheduled. 
and he read text messages between him and Nico Harrison, his general manager that he hired, talking about, you know, Rick Brunson and Jalen Brunson last year as evidence that they didn't have the opportunity to re-sign him. And he says, you know, we thought we were going to keep him until the family, the father, Rick Brunson got involved. I mean, what a shit show, dude. Like, you, like, like, what stood out to you from what he said yesterday? I think that this is someone trying to cope with the fact that he's now, it's super gotten under his skin with the Luca quotes the other night about yes. how awesome Brunson is, how they, how much they miss him. We miss him a lot. Blah, blah, blah. While yeah. laughing hard, he said it. We miss him a lot. Right. And so, and it was widely reported. In fact, here's what it says. It says, uh, let's see. Cuban adamantly disputed that Brunson was willing to sign a four-year, $56 million extension with the Mavs as early as as January last year, which Jalen's father, Rick, and Jalen have both said was the case. So the dad and Jalen Brunson said that he was willing to sign for four years, $56 million. Everybody reported that. Tim McMahon reported that. Yeah. Mark Stein reported that. Everybody. Everybody reported that. This is after the fact. This guy is an all-NBA, all-star, 48 points against Cleveland performer. And he looks terrible when the dad and the son both say, we would have signed. We would have signed for four years, $56 million. And it says that Cuban says the Mavs were not given the opportunity to negotiate before he signed a four-year, $104 million deal with the Knicks and free agency. Um, I mean, look, that was their bed, and they had to lie in it. The truth of the matter is they probably did not want to sign him to that contract at that time. And then he went absolutely bonkers in the playoffs. Absolutely bonkers. And they ended up having more success than they probably even expected to have and went to the Western Conference Finals. And at that point, you'd made your bet. Now, once you don't re-sign your player, and here's the other thing, Kevin, that was stand out to me. Bro, that was not the only chance you had to sign Jalen Brunson. It wasn't the chance. You could have re-signed Jalen Brunson at any point. Okay? Well, Cuban, Cuban, like- claimed, Cuban claimed that they didn't have the opportunity to re-sign him to the five-year max even. No, no, no. That was after the year. I'm yeah. saying at any time leading up to that, you could have given him, you could have made him whole. Instead, you left him out there dangling. He did not, he was not made whole. Okay, whether they want to dispute what number he says he would assign for. Bro, here's the deal. You didn't get to negotiate after you didn't sign the guy all the millions of times you could have signed the guy. At any point, you could have given him a long-term contract if you wanted him there. At any point. It's not just about January, but they say in January they would have taken this paltry contract. When you don't do that, 
and then the guy pops off, yeah, you didn't get the chance to negotiate. No shit. He's like, screw them. I'm not staying here. You want me now? Like you created that resent. You also created the opportunity when he says, oh, the dad got involved, Brunson got involved. You don't think that, of course, they were going out? That's what any agent's doing. They're already looking for landing spots for their guy because they don't have a commitment from their current situation. So you could say that's tampering, that's this, that's that. That's what good agents do. They're sitting there looking, and Jalen Brunson's looking, and the dad's looking, I'm sure, and going, hey, are we going to have a landing spot if he doesn't get re-signed with, by, uh, by this team? And so whether or not they can bitch and moan about not having the opportunity to sign him after the season, why didn't they sign him before the season? Why didn't they sign him in January? Don't complain to me about after the season. Yeah, This no, is just the, egg the, on your face. You look dumb. And so now you're trying to bury them. The, the fact Cuban is going so out of his way to do this is the fact, like, just regardless of what he's doing, I'm sorry, regardless of what the truth is, the fact that Cuban feels so compelled to me is just a symptom of their dysfunction. The fact that he's going out there saying, you know, kids are a guy despite everything, going out there reading text messages in front of the media. Like, like this, is, this is just another sign of all the dysfunction that we can observe from the outside that we hear about whispers around the league with the sources that we have, people that we talk to. The fact Cuban is doing this is just putting it out there in front of everybody how dysfunctional that franchise is right now. He said, I mean, there was no negotiation. They didn't give us a number. I mean, you would think that when you're the incumbent team and you can match anything, that's the way it works, right? You have a relationship with the agent and they want to at least give you a chance because you helped develop the player. You had him for four years. Okay, let's work together. And so... uh, Chris, Chris, like he also said, you know, there's a number that we have for Kyrie. And when asked about, will they give him the max? He's like, there is a number. They can offer him 272 over five years. Yes, and, and he said that there's always a price too high was what he said, I believe, right? Yeah. You've got to be able to improve your team, right? You have paid attention that there's a new CBA coming, right? You're aware of that, right? And you've read some of the things that have been reported about team building and those type of things, right? That's a Cuban so, quote, right? That's something he said yeah. yesterday? Yes. I I just think, we're approaching the point. I think we're one year away of the Luca, where will he go conversation. I think this summer is pivotal for Dallas. They're going to have either, they're, in all likelihood, they won't keep their 2023 pick at this point. Like, let's just, even if they miss the playoffs, it it's, seems unlikely that they'll be in the bottom 10 for draft dodge, which, which would mean they need a miracle moving into the top four. So in all likelihood, they're going to have their 2025 first-round pick and their 2027 first-round draft pick. And so for the Mavericks right now, they're going to have to use those and get something back. We know that first-round picks don't go so far nowadays. You know, like Mikel Bridges, you know, the, the Brooklyn Nets say no to four firsts. OG and Anobi, the Raptors say no to three firsts. We saw the Lakers get a collection of role players for one first. We still see the Celtics get Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon for one first each. 
you can get like good individual talent for one first, but you're not going to get like a, a significant amount of game changing players. Like the Celtics getting Brogdon and White, they're like finishing touches to an already strong roster. The Lakers getting Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell for their future first round pick is bringing them into a roster that has an all-world defender in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Like, there's a big difference. Whereas Dallas, like, Luka doesn't defend. He's one of the worst defenders in basketball. Kyrie has his own issues. Like, that roster needs a heck of a lot more work than just what I think their two future firsts can do. Like, they, they need this offseason and then next year ahead of the deadline is the most pivotal time in the history of the Mavericks especially over the last five years during the Luka era, or else we're going to be nearing the point where we talk about, hey, where's Luka going to go? And Cuban himself in that presser yesterday alluded to that as well. He's like, you know, everybody's had a player for five years and not always been great. Look at the Warriors. Yeah, they, they were, you know, two years they were losing. Guys were hurt. It's not unusual. You know, there's only one winner. Like, you know, you know, it's you can't say Luka's going to be here for 20 years like Dirk. You know, but we we just got to win championships. Well, they're a long long way away from that, Chris. They're a long ways away, and they're they're entering a mo- most pivotal summer right now. Well, and there's been a lot of chaos there, right, in between all of the the terrible workplace stories that came out, and then all the stuff with Donnie Nelson and her Alibab and like the front office turnover and the business office turnover. Like it's been pretty chaotic there, yeah. you know. Uh, all around. At every level, in every way. Coaching, front office, ownership, everything. Right. And you've got a guy that is coping with having to watch Jalen Brunson be the leader of a team that is now going to be playing in the first round of the playoffs with a chance to win. I mean, that's a toss-up series against the Cavs. They could very well be in the second round of the playoffs, and he could have another amazing playoffs. I mean, we just saw him play that exact team and at 48. So he might be he might be able to have some big games against Cleveland when they play against each other in these playoffs. And I think he's just coping. It's hilarious that you're trying to build around this transcendent superstar and you brought in Porzingis and it was a bust. You brought in Kyrie. It's been a bust. And the guy that you drafted literally in the second round is the exact kind of thing that would be great to have right now. Unbelievable. Now, look, I don't want to say. I believe that they could have re-signed Jalen Brunson at any time before that. And I think it's cockamamie to talk about after the season. I think, yes, you weren't getting him after the season. That 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 was done. He had already moved on from you. Once you didn't, once you didn't lock him up, and I do think that especially after the playoffs, you really had no chance because he sits there and goes, Am I gonna unlock? You saw what I did without Luca in the playoffs. I carried this team. I can do that. I'm that good. I could be that guy. Some of those games he had against uh, Utah were just freakishly great. Like, 
star, superstar level stuff. And could Jalen Brunson say to himself, you know, I, I'm capable of this, but I'm never going to have the ball this much unless this guy's out. I'm never going to have that this opportunity. And so I want to go do my own thing. And that, that I do Luka, think that that's something. Should Luca be blamed for that, Chris? I mean, even though, even though Luca's a transcendent force, even though he's one of the best offensive scorers we've seen in recent years, should Luca be giving the ball up more often? I think he's hard to play with. Okay, but can Luca make himself easier to play with? Like you pull up the way he played for Real Madrid before he was in the NBA: off-ball movement, yeah. cutting, motion, screening. Yeah. All this type of stuff. He still does that for the international team, right? Yeah. Like, he still does that. Like, but mm-hmm. not for Dallas. For Dallas, right. it's, you know, my best James Harden impression. Okay. Part of that is the way they play. To, and does part he need of that to play is, more yeah. like he does internationally? I just think that they have they've kind of fallen into the LeBron, you know, great year Harden. They go as he goes. He's the one controlling it literally every possession. And if he's not controlling every possession, you know, so you just got a bunch of guys that got to space out and got to be able to knock down threes. It's the way it is. I know, but that's like that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's what it seems like it is. Yeah, it's a game Luke, is ta- Luke is talking about how we missed Jalen Brunson a lot. You know, I, I think back to uh, when I was in Dallas at the beginning of the Porzingis era. So what is this, the 18-19 season? Whatever it is. I sat down in Donnie Nelson's office and I interviewed him about a whole bunch of topics. And I asked him, I was like, will we ever see a day that, let's say, let's say you find a guard who can shoot off the dribble from three. Like, I mean, I didn't say like Kyrie Irving, but like Kyrie Irving. If you ever find a guard who can do that, will we see Luka operate as a screener for that player, creating mismatches with switches? You know, Draymond Green style rolls to the basket, you know, in the short roll. Will we ever see that day if you find a guard like that to pair with him? And he's like, I hope so. You know, that's part of, you know, the vision is like bringing in a perimeter guy who can score and play alongside Luka. You know, he's like, because in on-ball screens, you know, that's where you create mismatches. That's where you've gained an advantage in the half court, yada, 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 yada. And I remember, like, when I interviewed Luca, it was like only like five, ten minutes. We didn't talk long. He was like eating lunch while we're talking. But I said that I relayed that to him. I was like, "You as a screener and like a Draymond, you know, type of role with a superstar teammate." And he looked at me like I had two heads. And this was like early in his career, at the beginnings of of his career with Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and that that just. It sticks in my mind all these years watching him play. Stick with my mind with Brunson last year with the way he developed. Still today with Kyrie Irving where they they don't screen for each other all that often. When they do, they produce a lot. Like the numbers are really good when teams are switching against them and the mismatches that they create. But they don't do it a lot. But I, I just, that sticks in my mind when it comes to how Luka coexists with scoring talent and how he shares the ball with them. It's too much of your turn, my turn, instead of playing together in the way that I think he shows that he can do overseas. Yeah. And I do think, look, I think this comes a lot more into focus when that team sucks. Yeah. Yeah. They made the West Finals last year. You're right. We can make all yeah, the excuses in the world, but they made the West Finals last year. They had a better supporting cast, and he mm-hmm. made the West Finals. You could say, it can 
it can, uh, you know, well, it wasn't good enough to win then. But I mean, like, he still was dragging, you know, Finney Smith, Maxi Kleba, Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, and Brunson. Like, Brunson was the best guy he had with him. Totally. Right? And, 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 and they're one of the last four games. teams standing. He's one of the last four teams standing. And so I don't think it's like, you know, Luka Doncic is is nowhere near the reason that team stinks. Yes, you're you're right. Like he's averaging, he averages 32 points per game against the Warriors, 32.6 points per game against the Suns. After you know 29 points per game against the Jazz, we know what he did his his first two years in the playoffs against the Clippers, where he went toe to toe with Kawhi Leonard in the Clippers. Totally, you know. Hey, look, man. Line he's him amazing. up on a wall. He's amazing. But is there another level? It is sure is what I'm thinking about. Line him up on a wall, though. The thing is, can't, like, what's the big star or a, the co-star that he would be well, able right, to play with? Well, right and now be it's Kyrie. Mega successful. And, and, and Kyrie, I know, and that Kyrie did it with LeBron. We did see, you know, Kyrie LeBron play together well. And right now with Luca, like, you're a guy who's been compared to LeBron in a lot of different. Well, ways. here's the thing: LeBron played defense, and Luca does that's not. That's why it's not. Yep. The, that's why it's an impossible pairing. And it's not his fault. Kyrie has actually played great. God bless that fourth quarter last night. You see oh, why people are uh, will till the end of time. People are going to be able to will, will pay and will trade for Kyrie Irving that till the end of time. Abso- there, there's, absolutely unbelievable. There's the like three guys hitting. in the world that you think are capable of that. I mean, seriously, Unreal. <laughs> like yeah, the but shot that, that making was like. It's, Oh, that was truly super. magical stuff, really. He is a offensive supernova. Uh-huh. When he, he and that's why he's still despite all the weirdness, he's still so popular. He's still oh, so I mean, popular cuz cuz most people just want to watch basketball. That's all. Most people don't care about the other stuff. That's right, right or wrong. That's the most people well, they also, don't want to watch basketball. That's all. And they all and they also don't pay attention to all the yeah. Okay. The, your VORP and your war and your, you know, For sure. your plus they, minus. They, think, and your, they, they, they see Kyrie that. He just, just looks cool when he plays. It <laughs> is cool. It, it is super cool. It's amazing. He's the he's in the corner, the pull-up, the, the one-on-five pull-up. Oh, my God. I screamed when I was watching that. That was wild. His handles are nasty, too. I know. He's so special. He's just dude. so quick. He is. He's a special talent, man. And so you see it sometimes it, it, when he unleashes it, he catches one of those heaters. There's nothing like it. I mean, um, and, and, and then like with Dallas, like it, it, the fact Luca and Kyrie were even playing last night is of interest because you got yep. the report from super like he would not report this if he were if it weren't from a super trusted source. Sham Shirani reported over the weekend or late last week that the Mavericks were considering shutting down Kyrie and Luca. And then Luca came out to the media and said, "If we have a chance, I'm playing." Like it's not the only time that there's been murmurs of them potentially tanking in recent weeks, and and then murmurs in return that Luca's not going to let that happen. It lets you so know here we are. They are going to do what Luca wants to do, not the other way around. And, and they are, and, and the fact that they're they're going to do what Luca's going to do, but the fact that stuff is out there, disconnected. And dysfunctional is what Dallas is right now. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. 
Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. We have a lot to be decided with all of these playoff standings, so it's probably a fool's errand to go through all of them again. Um, we'll just let these games play out. What might not be yet to be decided are all of the awards. Do any? Do you think there is anything that can happen in these last couple of games of the season that would change your opinion on any of the given awards? Or are they all pretty well locked in in your mind so just to be clear here um i still have not finalized my my ballot in the nba app where you vote i have not done that is it Um, done on sunday when does it have to be it is monday at 6 p.m eastern i believe off the top of my head okay so it will not include the play-ins coach of the year i will be voting for mike brown with sacramento Defensive player of the year, in all likelihood, I'm voting for Jaron Jackson Jr. Most improved will, I'm going to do like my final deep dive research over the weekend for all of these, just to you know be clear. Yeah. Likely will be Lowry Markkinen or Shea Gildas-Alexander. Rookie of the year will be Paolo Bancaro. Sixth man of the year, in all likelihood, will be Emmanuel Quickly. And then MVP will be between Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid. That's where I'm at. And clutch player of the year, will likely be De'Aaron Fox. I'm going to dive in over the weekend, hours of research, um, but that's what I'm at, where I'm at right now with what I will be doing and what I might be doing. I'm going to tell you, Kevin, you, you've been replaced. I thought that you were the king grizzly hater until I read Michael Mina's article today on the oh, window. Oh, God, yeah. Holy yeah. hell. I, I, I tweeted that out. I tweeted out saying, like, uh, th- this is, you know, intriguing, you know. What'd uh, you pers- call it? Uh, I, I said, I tweeted out, uh, I'm finding it. Intriguing he had argument Draymond by- Green winning yeah. Defensive Player of yeah. the Year. And I, 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 I threw up on my phone oh, and had yeah, to go I, and wipe it off in order to read the rest. I guess I didn't expect every single Grizzlies fan in the universe to see that <laughs> when I tweeted it out. I was, <laughs> I thought it was just an intriguing argument. Like I hadn't, I hadn't thought intriguing. about intriguing. I yeah, I just hadn't thought about Draymond Green. Intriguing. As the winner for that's a, that's an adjective, all right. <laughs> oh my god! And then, look to make matters worse. 
as I'm reading through it. He doesn't even have Jared Jackson in his top three and presents because Jared Jackson doesn't have enough minutes. That's the reason. Because he doesn't have enough minutes. Okay? And then he could scroll down a little further and he's naming his all-NBA teams, of which John Morant's not on any of the all-NBA teams, of course. Never broached that subject. And has Steph Curry, who has played 54 games, after he has made an entire argument about how your availability is the reason why the guy that has been the most dominant defender in the NBA and is setting records and literally is doing things that have not been done in 30 years, that guy should not be winning that award because he hasn't played enough. Why don't we just have Anthony Davis on there? He's played 54 games too. And well, by mean, the it, way, and defensive Peeney, you can't put John there when he's making shoe salesman cower in the back oh, room. Stop already! Good grief! <laughs> and you know, like he has it. Like if you want to say De'Aaron Fox deserves it more, so that's fine. But Moran averages more points than De'Aaron Fox. Moran averages two more assists than De'Aaron Fox. Moran. Averages two more rebounds than De'Aaron Fox. Morant's team has a better record than De'Aaron Fox. But never mind. And Steph Curry's played 54 games. And I just had to read a thousand words about how Jaron Jackson should not get Defensive Player of the Year because he can't play enough. And Evan Mobley is second, who is Jaron Jackson in four years. Like, Jaron Jackson is just a better version of Evan Mobley. What the hell are we doing here? I thought I thought you I thought you were the worst. This guy, um, the disrespect for the number two seed, unbelievable, unbelievable. Steph Curry, the the argument literally came down to yeah, I know he's played fifty four games, but it's Steph Curry. Okay, <laughs> good argument. Uh, if we games. get uh, if we get Grizzlies Warriors in the first round, we're gonna bring on Pina for a quick segment. Oh please, for goodness sakes, I would love it. We'll, we'll double. And let me tell that. you something. <laughs> You've been begging for that Pelican series. Tell me you didn't tune in last night. You don't want that smoke. You got to know now. Grizzlies played basically their G League guys and went to overtime with them. They would bomb that team out. That Pelicans team is not that good right now. I mean, they don't have Zion. They don't have Zion, and they're. I mean, wow. I don't think uh, I, I saw an updated timeline yesterday and they said there was no updated timeline. Yeah, no, that was quite an update, huh? <laughs> no, he said, we don't know when he is coming back. So I don't know. And then I was reading something saying that he may come back. I don't know. Who knows? I Where would love that? to see him play. I, I didn't see that. I would love. I would love to see him play. Who, who, who said that that he might come back? It was like a headline on. Uh, I think it was on like Ballsack Sports or something. No, 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 no. It was like a. Uh, where is it here? <laughs> I'll find. No, no, no. Ballsack Sports. <laughs> I do love Ballsack Sports. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten uh, clip that. I've gotten a lot of. Uh, I've gotten a lot of stuff out of there. Uh, a lot. A lot of stories from there. Yeah, no, they do great stuff. Really, really a respectable news organization. It might have, maybe, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was just one of those like uh, 
clickbaity things, you know, that get sent out. But it was like uh, something about a possible Zion return uh, and so and so and so and so. And I clicked on it and then I don't even remember what it said. So <laughs> he's not coming back. Oh, it was a it was a it was an ad for a Jake Fisher podcast. That's what it was. So I, I didn't listen to the podcast. So and, and not because I don't like him, it's because I just didn't like it was a, it was the headline. Uh, you, you, it was like a headline on Yahoo. Fisher. Maybe that, that's, that's how why. they got people to you, you just hate Jake. <laughs> no, maybe they maybe that's how they got people to like click the link or something, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, just like, click, oh, click, is he is he is he coming back? And then you click on it and be like, no, he's actually not coming back. Yeah, Jake Jake went over to Yahoo recently. I thought but he already uh, was there. Uh, uh, pretty pretty recently, right? No. A year ago? It's been a while. Like that? Uh, it's been, I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't I don't know. I guess I mean look, obviously I like him more than you. Um <laughs> I knew where he you was. I knew where podcast. he I knew where the guy worked. <laughs> that was like a year ago. That's recent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait for all of this uh these weekends games because you've got teams that are trying to win. You have teams that are desperately trying to lose and somehow it's got to shake out to get our playoff match. And by the way, Chris, you know, just on that note, OKC up 11 with eight minutes and 39 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. So if OKC wins, that is going to, that means the jazz are highly, highly unlikely to make the playoffs, which keeps them in the lottery, keeps them in the race for a better pick. And that means Dallas is in an even tougher spot on that playing bubble as well. Yeah, Dallas is Dallas needs some real help. They do. Dallas they they, some... they need and it's you know what? You're gonna you're gonna be there. Well, you won't be there, it's on the road. But OKC Memphis on Sunday. That's the last game for Oklahoma City on, on the year. The Dallas Mavericks would need Oklahoma City to lose that game. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies are going to end up. Lose. No, they're going to end up keeping them out then, because what's going to happen is tomorrow night, Milwaukee is already announced. They're sitting everyone. They're even sitting like Pat Connaughton. I mean, they're sitting everybody. No so, holiday. So Memphis is yeah, Memphis Milwaukee going to try to win that game on Sunday? Yeah, because then the two's locked up. The magic number is one. Against the Kings, now so do they? The, is there something that could happen ahead of that? Could that could lock it up anyway? If Golden State beats the Kings on Friday, they won't know yet, though. So they've got to play it out, and they're gonna they'll beat Milwaukee. They'll they'll win that game against so they Milwaukee. Lock it up then that that would be it. So that and it. then they won't play Sunday. Is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. So Dallas, so Oklahoma is, City could uh, no da- Oklahoma City will win the Sunday game against Memphis. So that I mean, if that happens, then they're they'll be in the playoffs, and Dallas won't be the play in, the play in. Yes. So I mean, well, we'll see. This game is still going on. It's a nine point game as we we sign off here. Yeah, because yeah, because if, 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 if that's what you need to pay attention to, if Memphis if Memphis beats Milwaukee tomorrow night, and they're going to play their guys, and Milwaukee's yep. not playing their guys, then the two seed is locked up, and Memphis will not play their guys on Sunday. Yeah, against Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City. I mean, I mean, look. It, 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 either way, it would be a must win for Oklahoma City in their last home game. 
Yes. They probably win the game anyway. And and they're playing out. I mean, like they've lost three in a row now, but they've all been like pretty competitive games. Like they put 79 on the Warriors in the first half. Yep. I mean, like they've had some really tough competitive games and another one against Utah, 14. Yeah. 702 remaining. So and who who would oh we want who would we want to see against Oklahoma City? What would be the most fun of those matchups of the teams that could possibly so, land there? I mean, I guess it's a lot of teams, but Minnesota, New Orleans is most likely, right? Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think I'd like to see Minnesota in that. Cuz then you could root for the Thunder. Oh, that'd yeah. be tough. I, I mean, I just feel like then I just think I just feel like that'd be a good game. That's all. But then your guy Gobert would get knocked out. Yeah, I mean, if he does, he does. You don't want them knocking off the Pelicans. So. What would be the best is if Oklahoma City like had to play like the Lakers or the Warriors or somebody. I mean, at this point, that Chris, would be the cra- I, that would be the craziest. At this point, I think it'd be really cool to see Oklahoma City get in. To get oh, the for sure. And that'd be just just be really cool if that ends up happening. It'd be easily the most shocking, yeah, development of yeah. any of those. Yes, because I mean, look, there's somebody good that's going to get left out because mm-hmm. any of those teams at their best, Golden State, the Lakers, and Minnesota, all of those teams at their best are very formidable. When they play their best, the problem is it has been the story of all of those teams that they have been wildly inconsistent. Therefore, they are in this spot that they're in because their seasons have been mediocre. But they all have things that you fear. And and then you've got Oklahoma City, which is that sleeper cell. You know, whereas Dallas, there would be some people that think like, oh, man, you never know. You never want to play Luka in a one-game set. No chance. They'd I'm get just crushed saying. by Denver. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm just. You know, responding to. They'd get walloped by Denver. Yep. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. And then by the time we come on the air uh, next Tuesday, all of the matchups will be set. Tuesday is going to be. Uh, I mean, that's the first day of the plan. My fan. My FanDuel TV thing launches that day. Beyond the arc. That's coming what? up Tuesday. Yeah. What FanDuel TV thing? You didn't know, you didn't text about this? You didn't know about this, Chris? I didn't know. What, is it a sh- it all, yeah, it's a FanDuel thing. So the the Ringer and FanDuel are having some of our podcasts, like Fairway Rolling, East Coast Bias, among others, are going to be on FanDuel TV. They started airing this week. Tate Frazier's hosting a show called Through the Ringer. I was okay. on that with Big Waz and Nora Princiati. On Thursday, that so today as we're recording that aired, we recorded that yesterday, Wednesday, and then on every Tuesday at nine thirty a.m. Eastern, six thirty a.m. Pacific on FanDuel TV, I'm hosting like a thirty minute NBA show called Beyond the Arc with um, who? So going to be with Kevin uh, O'Connor. I'm hosting it. You know, bring on ringer people. I'm sure I'll bring you on at some point, Chris. Is um, it like you know, video yeah. screen stuff? Yeah, it's like you know on video. All on video on FanDuel TV, and I believe it's going to be on the Spotify app where you can watch the whole thing as well. I believe that's going to be the case. But what is the what is the show? Is it you? It's just you talking about the NBA. Yeah, like a basketball kind of variety show. You know, some analysis, conversations, and bringing on different stuff. people. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it just you in the studio? Yeah. Yeah. And unless I'm bringing, you know, bringing someone on, it'll be super cool. Look at you. You Look and Kay that. Adams on FanDuel TV. <laughs> I don't think she'll flirt with me the way she does with Sham Sharania. Those two got something, don't they? They do. <laughs> They, they do. do. They yeah, they got something wanna, special. I don't want to intrude on that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the show? Beyond the Arc. Beyond the Arc with Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it starts next Tuesday. Have you already recorded? You, you you can't record in advance. Is no, it live? We haven't recorded yet? No. Yeah, we'll be recording Monday. So like that, gotcha. that'll be like the tough thing is like we're recording yeah. on Mondays. And then uh, airs Tuesday, so that'll be a little tough during the playoffs. Except, like, just like, but it's no different than you and I. Sometimes we record on a Monday yeah. night, and we might miss the late game. So it it's going to be a Tuesday mornings at eight thirty. Tuesday Central. morning at nine thirty Pacific. I'm, I'm oh. sorry, at at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty yeah, Central, six thirty Pacific. So make sure to set your DVR. There we will. I will. Hell yeah! I'm going to set the DVR. I can't wait to watch this. This will yeah, be, be great. Super cool. It'll be a fun, fun little experiment over the next 15 weeks or so during the postseason. And, and it gets to happen agency. right during the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's a good time of year, man. It's super cool. It's great. I mean, it's super cool like to have all these shows, all these pods with the ringer, you know, yeah. airing on there. I mean, who knows? Maybe next season the mismatch could, you know, air Yeah, on why are we video. on there? What the uh, hell? I don't know why we're not on video. I would love our pods to be on video to see our reactions and laughs and stuff. Like, I think our pod should be on video. Who are the ones? The, well, they, they know I'd ask them for more money. So, they, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> pay me. An, an immediate renegotiation. Yeah, right? immediate. Yeah. An yeah. immediate renegotiation. <laughs> the other ones, they just said, hey, you want to be on TV? They're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll be on TV. But come off, come, come off that pocket pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, always a pleasure. Thanks to our executive producer Jesse Lopez. As always, Kevin, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good weekend. Enjoy. Enjoy.